So the thought behind this is either one of two questions, either what is this like, or again, how can I take one specific segment and make it stand alone in such a way that the people who respond to this one offer can now respond to the bigger thing? You know your business can change people's lives, but you don't yet have the right words to inspire them to take action. Imagine the changes you will create in your business when you tap into the secrets of ethical influence and positive persuasion to not only better serve your clients, but also to supercharge your financial freedom. I'm your host, Jason Lynette, and welcome to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast. I help coaches and course creators just like you to close more premium sales. And no, this isn't about tricking or manipulating people. Not at all. It's about helping your prospects to appropriately sell themselves into your products or services. Please hit subscribe and get all the episodes now at jasonlinette.com. Here's a situation I would love to help you to avoid. Imagine what it would take to spend weeks, maybe even months, perhaps even years, building out a whole new segment of your business, spending all this time basically incubating, working towards this idea of getting something ready to launch, hold up at home in your office, getting something ready, and then by the time you actually put it out there, you realize nobody wants it. Instead, what would happen differently in the shape of your business if by the time you actually went to market, you already knew for a fact that what you were about to offer was something that people actually wanted? Even better, perhaps it was something that they were already lining up, ready and asking for you to release this thing, and of course, exchange their money for your efforts. This week's episode is exactly on that theme. It's all about how to test a business idea. So stick with me through this episode because I'll detail some of the strategies that I've discovered, if not, I've tested for you to actually take an idea to market in such a way that by the time we launch it, you already have an audience ready to dive in. Before we get started today, remember this quick website, jasoninfluence.com. Because if you want to easily grab people's attention, naturally build authority, and organically have your prospects wanting more from you, even before you make an offer, I've created a step-by-step strategy to help you to do just that. I call it the Video Influence System. And this is your opportunity right now to discover my highly effective, entirely free, on-demand workshop at jasoninfluence.com. It's specifically for coaches and course creators who want to deliver premium value to their clients to receive premium value in return. So if you want a proven framework to boost your confidence and deliver value that inspires people to take action with you, get your free Influence Masterclass online right now at jasoninfluence.com. You know, I have to kick this episode off with a bit of a story, and it's a story about a time that I was so... I was so sure of myself. I had this one thing that I had done in the shape of my business that going back to like 2007, 2008, 2009, this was the number one thing that drove the momentum of my business. And I knew, I knew for a fact, this is something that people needed. So here's what I did. I went through all this effort to put together a training event, specifically teaching the step-by-step of this formula. I hired a website designer. I hired someone to do some ads for me. We built out this incredible platform, launched it, promoted it heavily, and I'm proud to now tell you for that event, 
one person signed up. Yeah, about that. <laughs> In fact, even better, I didn't actually end up doing the event. I reached out to that one person who was signed up and basically politely told them, look, we can do this. Um, we're both scheduled to do this. And of course, the content is ready, though. Option number one is we can do it at a later date in case you want to change the timing. Option number two would be perhaps, um, you know, we could break it up and do some of it today, some of it later. Or option number three this was at a convention. Hey, my friend is teaching this other workshop. I will give you lifetime access to this other product and I'll walk you over to Michael's class. She went, oh, that's amazing. I was fighting between your class and his. Let me take his and thank you so much for your generosity. So I got the day off. Now, the purpose of that story is that there was a critical error. There was a critical flaw inside of the build out of that event. I kept asking myself, what do I have that other people could benefit from? And never once, never once did I actually go out to my desired market. Old story, yes. Never once did I go out to them and ask them, what do you need? What are the specific challenges that you're facing? What are the specific goals that you have? And let, let's end the story a little bit more on a positive note here, which would be that, well, first of all, I clearly learned a very expensive lesson with that event. But then what I did next was I reached out to my existing audience and I asked them, what do you want to achieve differently in your business? What are you struggling with right now? And so what I did was I, I listened and instead I put together another course that was very strategically answering the questions that they were already asking. Story has a happy ending. As we had promised that this event would max out, this event would sell out at 30 attendees at a bit of a premium price. And we sold it out well in advance to the point that I actually had people fighting uh, to claim one of the final spots or even looking to bribe me to claim one of the spots beyond the initial 30. And do you catch what was different there? The one thing that was different, the marketing systems from one strategy to the other, I have to tell you, were pretty much identical. We made a website. I made a series of videos. We ran some ads. The one thing that was different was that I started by asking a few questions to find out, is this something that people actually wanted? So this is episode number 50, by the way, of Hypnotic Language Hacks. The whole idea is that of how to test a business idea. And it's where by the end of this episode, you'll probably have a few more questions that you ought to be asking. And by doing so, it's gonna give you the roadmap of exactly where to get started. And while we're at it too, give you some strategies that I've tested for you that can make it so you're actually profiting from your ideas even before you build out the entire thing. If that idea kind of resonates with you, stick around. We're going to have some fun here. So one of my favorite strategies, one of my favorite strategies to kind of test out a new idea can be explained very simply. Instead of building the entire beast of the new thing, instead, start with a mini product. Mini as in miniature, as in small, build a small version of the product first. And keep in mind, this might not even have to be what you would necessarily deem as a product. Instead, perhaps it might be a four-hour class that you run online. It might be a series of three weeks where you meet twice a week and teach some of the things that you do or even guide people through the process that you're going to be guiding them through. Here's the way to think of it, by the way. Take the entire system, take the entire world 
as to what you're about to present to people and, and look inside of it and find a segment perhaps that could stand on its own. So the goal here is, of course, that we want to create something that's going to start to build some momentum. And I tell you an example of this recently. A student of mine reached out and she has this phenomenal idea. And whenever she's posed the idea to other people in her industry, they loved it. Except here was this massive task of building this multiple part course over the course of several weeks. And I made an offer to her to say, look, I do something that's slightly similar, yet it's designed to be very different and it does go out to a different market. And I might have some of the audience that you're looking to find. So let's do this. Let's put together a two-person masterclass event. We'll do it on a weekend for like three or four hours and we'll promote that it's us together. So it'll be some of my stuff. It'll be some of your stuff. And we'll just have an agreement in terms of how we'll split up the proceeds because we sold seats to this thing for $97, which the feedback from everybody, by the way, was, wow, you really over-delivered in the course of four hours. You could have charged so much more. Do you hear that phrasing? What that phrasing actually tells us is that there is a market viability for the offer she wants to put out there. So then we promoted this event, had a good 50 or 60 people sign up for it. And the benefit now, just from that momentum alone, it proved there's an audience that wants this. Even better, I was there kind of pressing to say, figure out a time where you could actually offer this and promote it in the final segments of our training event. In fact, since it's going to be mostly going out to an audience that I already have, I'll hold back, back for a week. You know, we'll, get, we'll give them the replays, we'll get them the transcriptions as we had promised. And yet in the first week, it's your opportunity to then message those people and let them know about how they can go further with you. Let me share an interesting nuance here is that most often on any opt-in page or any sales offer, we should be doing what is compliant with most of the companies, which would be to say, I will not sell or share your information. Well, this is a slightly different situation now, isn't it? And with this circumstance, which I've actually done this pattern now, maybe five or six times over the years, one part co-production, one part testing the market by way of a mini class offering. What it says on the confirmation page would be that uh, by signing up for this event, you are agreeing to receive promotional material from both person A and person B. So this way, at the end of the event, I was able to pull the purchases out, give her the content. She's now sending them follow-up as well. And the whole principle is always, let's only ever message people further as long as we are continuing to provide value. Here's what's great about that idea, by the way. Most of you could do it this week. I would actually recommend most of you do it in the span of the next month. The larger the audience you already have, the sooner you can pull this off. If you're just kind of building from scratch, this is where there might be the opportunity to find someone to do a co-production with. This is where you might want to spend some time blogging, writing articles, going on other people's podcasts, hosting your own, making use of some content marketing to eventually bring people into that offering. But the opportunity here is that of creating this more digestible version of the training. Now, a little bit of a pro tip here, by the way, what you want to make sure you do is be able to tell the story as to what they've received in this two, three, or four hour mini event. 
and what they're going to receive differently by actually going through the entire experience. From this distance, without yet talking to you, I can't yet define exactly what that would be for you, but I'm sure that's already beginning to make sense already in terms of the concepts of what you do. Find one segment that could stand alone as its own, and then offer that as its own sort of mini-class offering, and aim for the concept of over-promise, under-promise, sorry, <laughs> under, that's a very different situation, under-promise, over-deliver, and by doing so now, I'll tell you the end of that story, she had several people who attended that shorter version of the training who are already now signing up for the bigger event, which is kicking off very soon. Another idea, another idea could be that you could do the early launch. Now, if it's going to be so early, and I actually did this uh, with one of my main programs that I offer. In fact, I gave them a tour. This was kind of funny. I gave them a tour of someone else's program that was built on the Kajabi platform. So some of you might be aware of this software platform called Kajabi. It's a membership-based platform, which is phenomenal for putting out membership-based content. And so I made this video where I kind of talked through the vision as to what the training was going to be. And then I brought them inside of someone else's library for an entirely different product offering something very different. I think it might have been some sort of cooking class that we had on Kajabi. But I was talking through the vision of my product while at the same time showing someone else's cooking class with the promise that eventually you're going to be my pioneers and eventually you're going to have access to this material in a library that'll look a lot like this one. In the meantime, I'm going to be hosting the videos privately on Vimeo and you'll have links. It will look amazing later, and sooner I'm going to be offering it for, let's just use rough numbers for the illustration, later on I'm going to be offering this for around like $4,000. If you join now and become one of the pioneers, it's going to be a little ugly in the early stages, but you're going to get lifetime access to what this becomes, $1,500, and throw in a bonus, you're going to have private time directly with me, one-to-one, -to, -one, to talk through it. In fact, that audience, when I did that, uh, change that offer for me. They were the ones going, hey, I'm wanting to build out a course too. Could you maybe do some behind the scenes video tours as to how you're building this thing? And so now this very select audience has two libraries from me on that brand. One is the core offer that's now fully fleshed out and has hundreds of people in it from all around the world. The other one is this behind the scenes tour with some technical things where I was talking about Here's how I got on podcast episodes. Here's how we got the videos edited. Here's how I kind of storyboarded the entire program. And in fact, even here's the segment that I realized wasn't good. So we deleted it and reshot it. And that's what you now see as different. So this is a different way of thinking now, isn't it? Where we're basically planting the seed early on. And rather than spend all this time incubating and problem solving, and remember my story from earlier, here's a time that I went to market too soon. Here's a time where I had something that I knew was helpful for me, but it wasn't necessarily something that people were looking for. And do you already begin to see the ways that we can start to test the market, profit along the way, and launch now with a budget to get things properly designed, to maybe invest in some ads, and really bring the audience you want into your program. You don't have to wait 
until the official launch point. You don't have to wait all that time to then cross your fingers and hope you're going to be profitable. Instead, here are some systems you can start to make use in the shape of your business where you can be profitable even before launch. And take everything I've already said, by the way, so far, and you can apply it to a mini digital course where it's all delivered digitally, it's all on demand at their own pacing, or some of the examples I've talked about so far have been things that actually happened in real time. I'd actually encourage you to focus on the real-time strategy because the benefit now becomes you're going to be getting data. You're going to be getting specific feedback in terms of what people are using, what people are benefiting from, and by doing so, that's also going to tell you how to make it even better. And the whole sort of invention of DVDs a number of years ago is where we suddenly got this opportunity to watch the behind-the-scenes of the movie or hear the director's commentary. Consider that as an option where you could package together some interesting bonuses, and by doing so, they know in advance that they're going to be getting sort of the build-out experience, but I threw in coaching time one-to-one as a bonus when I did this years ago. Uh, You could also throw in some other products and services. You can throw in some Zoom meetings as an example, but this is a cool way to start to really test the market and get feedback in real time. I'm now realizing there's another story I should tell you. This goes all the way back to, I think, 2011 or 2012. In fact, I believe it was from the winter of 2011 into the spring of 2012. At that point in one of my industries, the majority of people were at conventions and they had these giant stacks of DVDs that they were selling. Hey, remember those? And I had this idea that it looked like the market was moving away from DVDs. Some of you are going to nerd out with me for a moment on a very specific reference. Uh, I used to use, well, I still use Adobe Premiere for some of my video editing. And I forget what the extension was called. There was an extension of Adobe Premiere, uh, not Encore, something in that suite that actually had the ability to take your videos you had produced inside of Adobe Premiere, their video editing platform, and then burn it into a DVD. If I'm remembering the story right, around 2011, 2012 is when Adobe announced that their software would no longer natively support creating DVDs because they had already seen that that was a dying industry, Blu-rays were coming out, and streaming was really taking off. I say this, as apparently I owned my Toyota Prius from 2020 for a couple of uh, months before I ever realized it didn't have a CD player. And suddenly someone gave me a CD, and I went in my car to listen to it, and I realized, oh, there isn't one. So the times they are changing. huh? So recognizing that, I had this goal of at these conventions that I was attending, there were these people with these big displays of all these DVDs stacked up. And one idea, one sentence popped into my head, emptiest table, highest sales. That was the forward challenge that I gave myself. So before I went to market with something that eventually became one of my core offerings that over on that brand has now sold more than a million dollars of units over the course of all the years the program has been out. What I did was exactly what we've talked about so far. I 
taught a one-day, maybe four or five-hour workshop. It was a bit of an afternoon workshop. We filmed it, had the cameras running, and check this out. Uh, in my final swan song of the Adobe software, we produced this as a three DVD set. DVDs number one and two were all the content, like two hours of video by the time it was produced each. DVD number three. DVD number three were the MP4 videos, so the video files, the MP3 audios, and again, we also, even back to then, had every bit of it transcribed. I sold maybe 75, 80 or so units of this, which, by the way, here's an anecdote that um, is extremely dated. Uh, but I used a company to get these DVDs printed and shipped out on demand. Um, and I learned about this company because a friend of mine had put out a product. This company is no longer around, so just listen for the metaphor of the story. He had put together this training in a different industry, and he suddenly announced, we've sold out the training. To which as soon as I discovered there was examples of drop ship companies that printed on demand, the idea of selling out really didn't make sense, unless he was going for scarcity. I'm like, I haven't touched a physical copy of this except for the one that I got as a demo. And now every order, we're uploading a you know CSV file, a uh, you know, comma-separated file that's going up to this production house and they're shipping it out for me. So the idea of we've sold out, uh, no. Again, we're in a very different era. So the people who bought this three DVD set, I followed up. I asked them, have you watched it? Thankfully, they did. But then I asked them a follow-up question. How did you watch it? Nearly every single one of them left the DVD videos in the case. And instead, what they did was they took the disc with the data files, dumped it onto their computer, and watched it there. That proved market concept for me. Remember, emptiest table, highest sales was the challenge that I gave myself. And the next couple of years, I consistently did that at many of the events that I went to, where then I was there and I didn't have a physical thing to hand you. Instead, it was sign up here and check your email. You now have access. No physical delivery whatsoever, though occasionally over the years, we did like a bonus of like a flash drive with some of the content downloaded for the people. But take note of the sequencing there. I sold a product to test the idea of another product, which this next story is not necessarily mine. Uh, instead, let me give credit to someone else, and I think he has one of the better stories of this example. Perry Belcher is someone who's well-known in the marketing world, and apparently, if I know the story right, he went out on like eBay and other platforms online, and the man was selling candle wicks. He was selling candle wicks for a value lower than the candle wicks were worth. He was selling them at a loss, which by nature of that, people could not keep up with the man. How is he earning money on this? And the answer is simple. He wasn't. He was actually losing money. But the fact that people were buying candle wicks and the fact that he got the contact information of the buyers, he now knew what they might also be in the market for. He was now following up and teaching uh, through a video course how to create your own candles at home. Here's where you get the wax. Here's our collection of jars. And suddenly now he was profitable on the back end. So the thought behind this is either one of two questions. 
either what is this like or again, how can I take one specific segment and make it stand alone in such a way that the people who respond to this one offer can now respond to the bigger thing? Which, by the way, this doesn't even have to be a concept we wait until we want to create something new. In the shape of my primary business, what we're most often doing is taking the same core offerings and just creating new pathways for people to end up inside of their programs. There's a thing that I teach that's basically an application funnel, how you can set up a calendar application and ask the right questions at the right time in order to bring people into your business that are pre-qualified. And we sell that and we most often kind of liquidate the cost of the ads by selling this thing for $27. However, what's more important, what's even more important is the people who respond to this idea of here's a training to learn how to create your own application funnel, what have we now learned about that person? That person has now respectfully told us they are interested in growing their business. So, so often our goal is just to kind of break even on that value-added offer, as we call it, where there's value going in both directions, they're paying for something and they're receiving something. The goal very often is just to break even on that entry point into everything. So then we now have a list of people who have qualified themselves for the bigger thing. Another example of this would be that sometimes we pop up and, hey, here's a specific technique, here's a specific method, and we'll sell it again for a lower value. The goal sometimes is just to kind of break even in terms of what we put into ads and what we pulled out. Uh, there was one campaign we had running for a while that consistently, we were spending maybe $100 a day in ads. And right there, by the way, if you had a gut reaction and went, oh, wow, that sounds like a lot. Listen for the rest of the story, by the way, because we were spending $100 a day and on average, four people were buying the $27 thing every single day. So buckle up for this excitement. That meant, wait for it, we were pocketing $8 a day. Woo! Exciting, right? Oh, wait, if you're watching me on the uh, video feed of this, uh, we have a fancy graphic for fireworks. If you're listening to me, just imagine there were fireworks on the screen. <laughs> we've got gadgets, we've got to use it. However, more importantly, check this out. Of those four people who would respond to the $27 offer, it wasn't just that, hey, kids, we're having dinner tonight, $8 a day. It was that on average, one out of the four would then upgrade into a program that was anywhere between $1,200 to $2,500. That's where the profit was coming in. And even better, this is where we were getting laser focused with what the offers were to find out exactly what people wanted, what the tone of that industry was, and what they were interested in going further with. The people who responded to a training that would teach you one specific technique might be interested if it's perhaps a certification training with everything else. And as long as you can tell that story, this is the idea that now no longer in our world is it an upsell. Instead, it's an upgrade. And the key to this is if you can use the right words in the right order at the right time to really telegraph that story of the upgrade experience. This is where one of the subtitles of something that I teach inside of our private community is how to upsell your audience without pissing them off. 
which turns out to be an extremely critical skill. So my goal with this week's episode was all about, again, how to test a business idea. What I'd encourage you to do is, yes, you could go out and give talks. Yes, you could maybe put in a presentation at a conference and see what kind of attendance there may be. Yes, you could go on podcasts. There's a lot of free options, though I'd also encourage you to look at ways that you can start to become profitable as you're testing an idea, because why not get paid to prove what you do actually works? You've been listening to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast with Jason Lynette. And hey, let's hang out. We have an incredible free community online with weekly live training events that I'd love for you to join. Your free private pass is available right now at joininfluencegroup.com. If you want exclusive access to a thriving community ready to help your business grow, this is the place for you. Because every week, you will be surrounded by coaches and course creators at the top of their game, leveling up their success with hypnotic influence for business. Join us today at joininfluencegroup.com. Dot com.